with uh, the little boy being born down in Egypt. His name was Moses. Pharaoh had said that all the baby boys would be killed or thrown in the river. But Moses had good parents, Christian, or Hebrew parents. And his mother put him in a little basket when he was a few months old and set him out in the Nile River. And you know the story how that Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river, her and her uh, helpers. And they discovered that little baby floating there in the water crying. She falls in love with him. She takes him to her home. But she had no way to nurse him. And his sister, who evidently worked in her house, suggested that she find a Hebrew woman that had given birth that could uh, feed that little boy. And it worked out that his own mother raised him for a while. And then he was his more mature years he spent in the house of Pharaoh, being educated in all the ways of the Egyptian people. And at the age of 40, he saw one of his brothers being mistreated, and he killed the man that was mistreating him. Hit him in the sand, thought that no one else would know about it, but word got out. He had to leave the country, went into the backside of the desert at the age of 40, and there he stayed there for 40 years herding sheep. God was training him to herd people. <laughs> and it's interesting that God calls his people sheep. I guess we're like that. But uh, at the age of 80, God called him to lead his children out of bondage, out of Egypt. He has led them out by the hand of God when they've been out in the wilderness for about a year. And we've come to the place in the scripture here where the tabernacle has been completed. All the furniture, everything that needed to go in it was there. And it was on that day of the year that they had left a year before. So here they are out there. Verse Let's find the place here. Yeah, verse 33. Yeah, I'm going to start there. He, speaking of Moses, reared up the court round about the tabernacle and the altar and set up the hanging of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. That tabernacle has been completed. Every piece of furniture in it Everything has been anointed. It's been put in its place. And I suppose as Moses stands back and begins to admire what God had had them to do, that there's something that begins to happen. 
verse 35 or 34. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. I want us to take some time tonight and look back at some passages of Scripture. This is not the first time that we've saw that cloud. The cloud represents the glory of God. It's called the Shekinah cloud in, in uh, Hebrew. And we saw it before. Go back to Exodus chapter 16 and we'll just look at a few verses there to refresh our memory. Exodus chapter 16 and verses 7 through 10. I brought a different Bible with me tonight and I'm having to hunt. Exodus chapter 16, beginning in verse 7. It says, In the morning, then you shall see the glory of the Lord, for that he heareth your murmurings against the Lord. And what are we that you murmur against us? And Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat, and in the morning bread to the full. For that the Lord heareth your murmurings, which you murmur against him. And what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. They were murmuring about Aaron and Moses. And Moses spake unto Aaron, saying to all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your murmurings. They've been complaining, blaming Moses, blaming Aaron. You've led us out here. We're going to starve to death. We don't have enough water to drink, so on and so forth. Look at verse 10. And it came to pass as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel. Remember, Aaron was the spokesperson for Moses. Moses couldn't speak plainly, so here was one of the few times we find Aaron speaking. He's spoken to the whole congregation of the children of Israel that they look toward the wilderness and get these words, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. Now, the word glory is a hard word to define. The Bible talks a lot about God's glory. God is hard to define, isn't he? One of the meanings of the word glory is a, a bright shining light. But we'll see this cloud, and the cloud and, and the glory of God are, are very intertwined as you study uh, the Old Testament especially. They'd been murmuring, so God shows up on the scene there. And the Lord spoke to Moses and said, I've heard the murmuring of the children of Israel. And he told him what to say to them. Go on over to Exodus chapter 24. We can't spend a lot of time on each one of these, but we'll spend a little. Exodus chapter 24.
and verses 12 through 18. Exodus chapter 24, beginning in verse 12. Now this is when Moses is going up on the mountain to receive the commandments from the Lord. The Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me into the mount and be there, and I will give thee tables of stone and a law and the commandments which I have written that thou mayest teach them. And Moses rose up and his minister Joshua, and Moses went up into the mount of God. And he said unto the elders, Tarry you here for us until we come again unto you. And behold, Aaron and Hur are with you. If any man have any matters to do, let him come unto them. And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord. Now here's a description of the glory of the Lord, the best one you're going to find. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. Now the children of Israel are still down here at the bottom of the mountain. But they're looking up at that mountain. And they're seeing the glory of the Lord, and it's like a devouring fire. Moses went into the midst of the cloud. Now remember this. He goes into the midst of the cloud here and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. We're just simply looking at the times that the glory of the Lord has showed up. Now let's go back to Exodus chapter 40. And look at what it says here. Beginning in verse 34. And a cloud covered the tent of the congregation. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. God's presence. God had told them that he would dwell with them. cloud covered the tent of the congregation. That's the whole thing. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The holy of holies. But look at verse 35. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation. Remember last week we studied about <clears throat> when Moses put the commandments and all in the Ark of the Covenant and put them in their place. He saw it. But then the veil was put there. And I, I made mention of the fact that Bezaliel, who had made that, that he would never see it again. And Moses put it in there helped put it in there and put up the veil and now he's not able to go in only the high priest could go in one time a year on the day of atonement and he had to take an offering in there and offer it up to God that was the only time 
believe it was Warren Wiersbe. I was reading some of his works today, and I believe it was him who he made a statement that the glory of the God showing up here in the tabernacle, he said it's evidently much more than it was when he was up on the mountain because Moses went up into that cloud and he stayed up there for 40 days in God's presence. But here in the tabernacle, Moses cannot enter into it. Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation. Why? Because the cloud abode thereon, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. God had come to dwell there with his people. And he made a condition here to where they could only travel when he said to. And God was doing this for their own protection. They had rebelled against God. God could have taken them directly on into the land of Israel, into the Holy Land. But God chose to let them wander around out there for many years because he was teaching them lessons. Sometimes we wonder what's happening in our lives and things are not going exactly like we think they should. And sometimes we just need to look around and see God may be teaching us some lessons as we travel down through life. But the work had been finished on the tabernacle here and only then did the, the cloud come over that tent. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle and Moses was not able to go up. But look what happens in verses 36 through 38. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, every once in a while that cloud would lift. Remember, they've been, it's been with them for a year. The cloud gave them shade by day. The fire gave them light by night. And now the cloud was taken up from when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. When God lifted that cloud, they knew it was time to move. And they packed up all their tents, all their belongings, and they began to travel. They began to follow that cloud. When it would come back down, then they stopped. When the cloud was taken up from over the congregation, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not till the day it was taken up. For the cloud was upon the tabernacle by day, and fire was on it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. We know the story that God brought them into the promised land. But there's other places in the Bible where we find the glory of God showing up. If you'll turn to 1 Kings chapter 8, we're jumping several hundred years. Solomon was now a king. 
David had wanted to build God a house. But God forbid him to do that because he was a man of war. But he did allow David to assemble all of the, the materials that was needed. And he gave to David's son, Solomon, the task of building the temple. They have built the temple. <clears throat> it's been erected. It's a beautiful temple. And we're going to begin reading in, in uh, 1 Kings chapter 8. We'll read verses 1 through 11. Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel, and to King Solomon in Jerusalem, that they might bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. Does anyone remember a time when the ark of the covenant was not in the possession of the Jewish people got stolen, didn't it? The Philistines, I believe it was, uh, stole it, but they sent it back. <laughs> God struck them with balls and <laughs> whatever, but it was kept in several different places, if you study. But here, it's going to be brought to the tabernacle or the, or the temple in Zion. Verse 2, And all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto King Solomon at the feast in the month of Ethanim, which is the seventh month. And all the elders of Israel came, and the priests took up the ark. And they brought up the ark of the Lord and the tabernacle of the congregation. And all the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle, even those did the priests and the Levites bring up. And King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled unto him were with him before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be told nor numbered for multitude. And the priest brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord in his place, and the oracle of the house, to the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubim. You remember in the tabernacle, there were cherubims there. Here they've been built into the temple. For the cherubim spread forth their two wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubims covered the ark and the staves thereof above. And they drew out the staves, that the end of the staves were seen in the holy place before the oracle, and they were not seen without. And they are there unto this day. Now this is when this was being written. There was nothing in the ark, save or except the two tables of stone, which Moses put there at Horeb. when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel, when they came out of the land of Egypt. Now listen, verse 10. 
And it came to pass that when the priests were come out of the holy place, that the cloud filled the house of the Lord. Here's God's presence showing up again. So that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud. Why? For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. It was pleasing to God that they had built this temple. And God came to dwell among them in the temple. In the back of my mind, there was a time, and I, I think it's in the book of Ezekiel. I tried to find it today, but I never did find it. Where God's people rebelled against him, like, you know, God's people's always been a rebellious people, seems like. And the glory of the Lord. If I remember right, if you, if you know where this passage of Scripture is found, I'd appreciate it if you'd tell us. But God kind of gives them a warning. And the glory of the Lord lifted out of the Holy of Holies and went and dwelt over a door. God's people still didn't repent. And then the glory of the Lord departed out of the temple. There's a, a, an instance over in one of the Old Testament uh, books where when the, the Ark of the Covenant had been stolen, that a woman was having a child. And when she heard that the Ark of the Covenant had been stolen, she died. Yeah, Levi's daughter, no. And they call that son that was born Ichabod, which means the glory has departed. Now, is there other places in the Bible where we find the glory of God? I want you to turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1 and verse 14. You can quote it, I'm sure. And the Word was made flesh and dwelled among us. And we beheld His glory the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's speaking about Jesus. He's the Word that was made flesh. And He dwelled among us. He tabernacled among us. Really, it's the word that is translated dwelt there. He tabernacled among us. And we beheld His glory. Now, John's writing this. When did this actually happen that John saw the glory of God? Look at Luke chapter 9. Uh, kind of run up on this today. Luke chapter 9. 
verses 20, 28 through 36. Jesus had just taught his disciples about denying ourselves. And it says in verse 28, it came to pass about eight days after these sayings, he, Jesus, took Peter and John and James and went up into a mountain to pray. Now let's read that very carefully. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment was white and glistering. And behold, there talked with him two men who were they? Moses and Elijah. And Moses didn't get to go in there to see the glory of God there in the tabernacle. He couldn't go in. But here he sees it. Two men, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spake of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were awake, notice what they see. They saw his glory. And they saw the two men that stood with him. They saw Moses and Elijah. And it came to pass as they departed from him, Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Notice what he wanted to do. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. The Bible says not knowing what he said. He related that glory to the tabernacle. And he said, Lord, let us build three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. The Bible says he didn't know what he was saying. While he thus spake, there came a cloud and overshadowed them, and they feared as they entered into the cloud. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, hear him. And when the voice was passed, Jesus was found alone. And they kept it close and told no man in those days any of those things which they had seen. They saw something that you and I are still looking for, to see the glory of God. But one day we're going to see him. One day we'll see the glory of God. And I look forward to that time when Jesus steps out on the clouds of glory. Remember that now. He's coming back just like he left here. Over in the book of Acts, it talks about he stepped upon a cloud and went up into heaven. And he says, in the same manner, I'm coming back. And we're going to behold his glory. 
There's a few other places that Paul talks about that the church is, uh, that we're his glory. But I found it very interesting how God moved us from down in Egypt out into the desert. And it's there that we found the glory of God. And all through the Bible, New Testament and Old Testament, the glory of the Lord appears from time to time. Sometimes he just shows up on the face of a newborn child of God when their face just shines because they've met Jesus. Other times, maybe a sound of saying of God that gets so filled and thrilled by the Holy Spirit of God in their life that they just shine. And we see, get a little glimpse of the glory of God. And we're his people. And we need to let the light of Jesus shine through us to a lost and dying world so that they too may get a little glimpse of the glory of God. Anyone with a question or a comment that you'd like to, to share with us? Well, I've enjoyed trying to teach the book of Exodus, and I know we didn't cover every verse, but uh, I hope it's been a blessing to you. I've learned so much from it.